to On the Block with Stricken Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Well, we certainly hope that the Nebraska Cornhuskers are going to come in hot on the football side of things, and they certainly came in hot last night on the basketball court, but did not work out as well in the second half. My name is Nate Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. We're going to break it all down here in a second, but we want to know your thoughts too. 402-464-5685, Zerderhaven text line, Honda of Lincoln hotline. You can also check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Give us your thoughts on those platforms as well. Strick, let's break it down. Um, What happens now? Because this is the way that I interpret it, and I want you to break it down because you always do it very well, especially when it comes to the basketball side of things. But I think my issue looking at it from the fan perspective was in that first half, I had hope. There was hope. There were things that you said, okay, this is different. There are positives. You can build from that. And in the second half, that hope was crumpled up and thrown yeah. in the trash. Yeah. So that that's my frustration. But when we look at the rest of the season, because for what it's worth, this is the third game of the season. There could be some growing pains. This is a completely different roster for the most part, especially with Derek Walker off the court. That was kind of going to be your one guy, okay, your staple, your captain, your leader out there, and he's not on the court. So new team. New style of play. I mean, there's still a lot of moving pieces, so is there still that hope, or is it just kind of okay, same old, same old? Well, I still think it's hope, and, and, and you know, me being, a, be, me being a player, yes, there's a lot of frustration that I witnessed in watching the game on last night. There were some things that I observed, um, but I will say that, listen, this team is still young. Right. Like when you really just look at the, the, the full scope of this team, this team is young. They're not only young, they're they're they their seniors is are transfers. Right. So they weren't built on the culture. Other than Derek or, Walker, other who than hasn't Derek been playing. Walker. Right. Exactly. So, you know, you gotta think about it. Blaze Keita, he's still only catching up with the speed and the size and the physicality of division one basketball because <clears throat> He could do so at a different level at the JUCO level because JUCO level is usually forward-sized ball. Right. It's not center-dominated ball. So he could he could have some success there. And so then he's dealing with slight injury, I guess, to his knee or something of that nature. So he's probably still not at full strength. So you're you're also looking at a team that's fresh and don't have a true point guard outside of probably Ramel Lloyd, who is redshirting, right? right? Um, so then you're, you have a bunch of guys trying to do stuff. Now, Greasel's was very capable at handling the ball, but this is where I was watching to see how they would handle the pressure. That is, it's a, it's a totally different game when you, when you have to guide a team and when you need to get team into sets or you need to get team into certain plays and you've got to learn how to drive them off. You've got to learn how to misdirect them, meaning like if you needed to run in a play to the left, you misdirect them by taking them to the right, driving them hard right. Maybe you're spinning. Maybe you're going behind the back. Maybe you're crossing over, and you're driving hard to whatever to the left to get you into that set so that you can have full uh, full use of the, the shot clock, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I didn't see that. So I saw this is what I saw, man. And and shout out to um to Willie as well, um, who who asked the question because he said that is it broken and and he said he needed therapy <laughs> from the second half because he was butt hurt about it. I was too. But the thing is, is that what disappointed me is that you had advantages, right? You had advantages, especially at the guard position, because you are a long team between Bandemil, um, you know, I don't think you had it maybe with, um, you know, um, with Wilcher, but I think you had it with Bandemil and you had it also with Greasel. But you didn't run any sets that could get them into the post. And the one time he went down there on his own, it looked like it wasn't a call play. It just kind of he found himself towards the baseline. He did a little back down, boom, easy bucket. No double came, right? And that's what I talked about. We talked about this. What did I say yesterday? I said, this needs to be a kind of team that's like the Utah Jazz, that you run a specific set that you have success with into the ground until somebody either changes it, has a um, adjust to it, or, or they do something different in order to defend it, right? They ran it one time, he scored, and he never saw it right, again. Right. Right? So they were running a five-out scheme. Five-out. With a defensive-minded, hounding, pressure type of defense. Right? So a five-out scheme is geared to what, what, what the texter uh, 0145 said – to a strong point guard because that gives space. It allows him to create. It allows him to break down the defense, get deep into the paint where Soriano was really having trouble and to be able to find that next guy. Kick it out, yeah. Right? They 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 were running that kind of scheme. They didn't have that kind of offense. They don't have that kind of – Greasel's not that kind of guy. Bandemil is a capable guy of just you – know, Wiltshire's not that kind – none of them are that kind of guy. And you saw them just going by each other and not setting any screens. I didn't see – like, I'm, I'm like, if you're a non-breakdown type of team, if you don't have a Kenny Anderson type, you don't have a Stephon Marbury type, if you don't have a, uh, uh, you know, John Morant type, right – and, and I'm just giving archetypes. If you don't have that type, you've got to put bodies on people. You need to go and hunt for a body to put a screen on them to give them option to flare, to curl, or to come off with some space and then to be able to put pressure on the next defenders, right? We didn't do that. And so that's what the danger of what, what we've got. And that's what scares me about what's going forth. Right. Because what are we going to do to adjust to it? It's still young in the season. We're still a young team. I think they can make adjustments. Whether or not they do that, we'll see. Well, talk to me about the difference between the first half and the second half, because I know that you've played a lot of basketball at a high level. Um, like, what happens? Because I saw in the first half, and the one thing we pointed out to when we were watching – Defensively, there was a little bit of an intensity. Yeah. You were playing physical. Yeah. And it seemed like a completely different team in the second half. What causes that? Was it the initial shock from St. John's? Because they got they started out hot. Yo, the and temperature they, turned up. It, it turned up. And was it they just weren't yeah. prepared for that? Because I, I just don't understand how you can go from first half playing physical, defensive-minded, intensity, to the second half looking lost at times. I, I just don't mm-hmm. understand how that happens. Well, I, I we've talked about it. I said they must – before you left, I said the key to watch is how they come out at the half. Yeah. 
That's going to be the key. And St. John's came out. Came out. Yeah. And, I mean, they were hounding. They were hawking. They were getting after you. And what I ended up seeing is it's like it's like a stalker, right? Not, not, not the kind of stalker that you're used to talking about. I'm talking about, like, uh, a UFC fighter stalker. I'm talking about a boxing stalker that no matter how much you hit them, you jab, your your game plan is to keep space, jab, jab. You're trying to keep him off, but no matter what, he just keeps stalking. He keeps coming, right? That's what St. John's did. And what ended up happening is you're always on your heels. You're on your back foot. They get out to – they make a run. You don't do anything, no sets, no nothing. You need to do something to settle you down. They tried to call the timeouts, but then they turned the ball over. They did the a lot of things. Turnovers you. were killers, right? And then the last part of what they didn't do is they did a lot of standing around, not just on the offensive end, as I just talked about, but on the defensive end, where the first half there was challenges. There was activity. There was getting hands on balls. There was they putting bodies too. on right, people. Right, right. Defensively, exactly. right? Second half, it was a bunch of watching. Balls goes up, shots, they were looking. And then guys were going by. Got, look, I'm talking about the, the you know, on, on a strong, disciplined defensive team. And that's what they need. They, don't, they didn't have fundamentals. And they have to be fundamentally sound in the totality. 40 minutes. It can't be 35 minutes because they're going to be in tight games. If they're going to win, they're going to win tight. They're not going to blow, gonna blow out. They don't no. have that kind of team. So fundamentally, they have to be sound all the way throughout the whole game. There can't be no lapses. They can't be no, and then you saw what we used to see uh, last year is you saw a lot of miscommunications, which they didn't have in the first half. Meaning, um, you know what your rotations are: passes go out, two people run into this to one pass, one more pass, it's a wide open three. This team, as a team, shoots over 40 percent, almost forty two percent, and probably mid forty two percent. Not not after last night, but before coming in, mm-hmm. so they can hit open shots. That's the problem. That's what happened last night. That's what they've got to watch, and that's what they have to correct. Well, talk to me before we go to break. I I teased it before uh, we headed into this segment. From what you saw last night, moving forward, I just want – it can be pretty broad, too. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, well, the good is we know that they're capable of of being in – and handling adverse or adverse situations in a game because they got after St. John's early. They, they did. did. The they first did some half, great they looked things. like a good team. They, even when St. John's started to kind of do some things, they still hung in there and they right. fought, right? So that's the good. The bad is they've got to play 40 minutes and they did not do so. They just played at they played 20 minutes. I mean, the second half they only scored 23 points in the second half. And Ugh. You got you you're up seven going into the to the half, right? Was it six or seven? Six, six or seven, and you lose by twenty. Like that that's I mean they beat the, they beat the brakes off. They you. just they it's basically so just said it's it's like they came into the game. They're like similar. And, and remember, I said it's like it's like the football team and the bat and the basketball team are very similar because they'll hang in there in the first half. Football will come out, and you'll be like, "What the heck happened?" Right. You know, literally, what, and it happens like that. It's like teams go in and make adjustments. We go in and think we're gonna just come out and do the same things. No, there's no. some things we need to adjust. And remember what I told you. 
So this is the bad. I told you that Mike Anderson, Coach Mike Anderson, was talking to them. And when they were talking in their huddles, he was having conversations with his team. You looked at me and you're like, this isn't good. This isn't good. I said, because if they do that, we're in trouble. Because he's absolutely right what he's saying. Where he was talking about the moving the defense side to side. Getting them, you can get any, they'll give the ball to you. He was saying everything right to his team. I said, Lord, if they do this, we're in trouble. And they absolutely did. And so that's the bad. The ugly is... What are you going to do after getting smacked in your mouth? Are you going to be the the bullied where the kid, the bully comes in consistently, he didn't took your, your lunch, and now he's coming just in for your lunch just money? Keep he's just going to keep beating. Are you going to just cower and go into your little shell and just take it? Or are you going to come back? You're going to go into your, your bag. You're going to work on your, you know, hitting your, 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 your boxing uh, regimen, you're going to learn, you're going to go maybe take up karate class or whatever the case <laughs> may be. What are you going to yeah. do to make an adjustment to what just happened to you? That that That's that's the uglier part of what's going to happen if they don't correct those issues. And there's definitely going to have to be some adjustments made because, again, that second half was, was just brutal. And, and as we hit the out music here, too, I'll go over some of the numbers from yesterday's game. Uh, so Nebraska eventually would end up losing 70-50. to 50. So that first half ended 27-20 in Nebraska's favor. Nebraska would score 23 points in the second half, and, and a few of those points were towards the end as well. Uh, St. John's would score 50. So 20 points in the first half, 50 in the second. Uh, as a team, Nebraska would end up shooting – 29% from the field, and St. John's, when it was all said and done, would shoot 39%. So efficiency. And, and St. John's was the more efficient team, especially in that second half. And, and yep. once Nebraska got down, they just never really came back. But again, like I said, it's an early game. It's early on in the season. They, they've they got an opportunity to turn this thing around before we get into Big Ten play, too. So definitely something to keep our eyes on. And, and Strick will continue breaking it down as he does so well each and every week. We appreciate him as always. And we got to take a quick break because we got Shootout with Strick coming up next. We're going to learn a little bit more about our opponent. That's the only thing I'm going to tell you because Strick doesn't like me telling you guys because you look it up on Google. We'll be right back on the block. Shootout with Strick coming up here. 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 